Hello there and welcome to today's episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I am your host, Liam, and we're joined today by Rich. Hello there. And one of the best things to come out of Australia, uh, one of the best designers for Onyx Squadron, Rob. How are you doing today, man? Uh, good morning. Hello. So yeah, welcome to the dumpster fire that today will be because I'm hosting... I just want to know what time is it there, Rob? Uh, quarter past six a.m. Wow! Have you had coffee? Uh, no, no. Oh, mate! Is it trade? He's already been away for three hours. <laughs> Got some cable to strip. How you doing, Rich? You you all good? I don't know if I asked yeah. you or not. No, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right today. Um, yeah, good, good. Busy, busy, busy period at work a couple of weeks ago is finished so um, I've got to kick back a little bit the last couple of weeks so just need to back start to playing back TTS to... on your lunch then mm, perhaps <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs> just hope no one at work listens to this eh? I don't uh, believe this in the background. <laughs> oh, you better hope not uh, enjoying this in the background, not speaking, but doing this and that in the background is Tim Kingmaker King. So I've got an agenda. I don't really know how to start it. So why don't we do the big thing? Because obviously we've put a lot of uh, a lot of the spotlight recently into Scum. So we'll go with uh, looking at Dale's event at Galleon Games, the store championship. So we had... Uh, 22 people signed up to the role better, uh, three of which dropped before it started, but it's still an eagle event because it's above 16. And that was won by a name of old, one I haven't seen in a long time, and that was Phil GC running scum. Let me see if I can get the list up. So he, he was running scum, but not only that, that come second was Dale Cromwell also running Scum with um, Dom Dominic Dom Alt Flanagan also running Scum came in fifth so yeah there we go, there we go. Uh, Phil GC by the way was running Boba Fett um, Alt Terok and Fenrau in a fang fire um, that was his list those those three it. Um and basically it's Fearless Predator Optics um, Beskar, so he's just gonna YOLO into the into your face and murder you. Which, from people talking about it on the internet, kind of today, they've just been like, it's the most Phil GC list you've ever seen because he likes to play hyper aggressively. And when he was on stream, apparently he was literally just like five straight boosting everything across the board into people, just being like, I'm going to murder you, and then murder another ship, and then murder a third ship, and see what you've got left to play with after that. So. That's how it went. That's the thing. You don't get shot if the things are dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you've fully got to yeah. lean into that, don't you? Like, you really have to lean into it. You can't, like, half-heartedly go in with that kind of a squad. You've got to make a decision that you're going to go full murder. Um, Dale's list was um, Fennel, Terok, Lee, Mackay, Cad, Bane, and Bosk. So he took... He took three ships instead of instead of Boba. Just <laughs> tells you how expensive Boba is. Um, but yeah, it looks like Fen and Old Terok is a, a good foundation for a solid scum list. They both went four and one. 
just as an aside. Yeah, I think it's good to see Scum actually popping up and doing better now because a lot of people had written them off. And I don't think they were really wrong to do that. Uh, I always felt that there was something there, but you just need a lot of reps with something. Uh, but it seems like some of the the staples of old in Scum are making a nice return. Mm-hmm. It's a welcome sight. Uh, is there anything that pops out other than Scum to you, Rich? The lack of falcons at the top half of the t- of the board. There's one and fourth, but that's it. Um, so, like we've talked about, falcons dominating a lot, but there's been this one just hasn't quite popped. Um, I mean, Separatists still it, struggling. One, two, three, four. I think that's five falcons in the entire event, and there was nineteen lists, and two of those were in the same one. Yeah, and that one finished seventeenth. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. Like the, if I look at it, it's one of those events where I kind of look at it and I think, what what is going on here? Like, so there was four people finished four and one. <laughs> Dale was four and zero going into round five, and Phil was three and one. But Phil beating Dale meant that he then beat Dale on strength of schedule, even though we'd lost earlier on in the day. Um, the other two guys who went four and one got worse strength of schedule slightly. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out like what was going on um, or what happened. But um, yeah, I mean, the guys have um, gone and had a good fun day and scum have won something so gg scum and the price for they had on offer as well looked great and oh we'll yeah to some back we'll, we'll allude uh, back to some of that uh, once we've run through some of these events and speak to robert about that because some of the the altar that's coming out of the community now is unreal with the limited things we can do as a community regarding price support and third party stuff i do think what we do provide is top tier and does rival what we're provided officially if not tops it mm. if you exclude the world's invites i don't think we can get those th- made by a third party at all uh, so we'll move on to the next event which is the dark side open hosted out of florida california uh Florida, California. California, Florida. I don't know. It's all a garbage fire over there. Fl- Florida, America. California's a different state. On on the other side of America, in fact. I don't care. One's, I can still find them on a map. One's in the southeast and one's in the southwest of America. But yeah. I'm $20 to standard Western list. No day of walk-ins. All players must be signed in on long shanks. Wow, they've got rules and everything. Fantastic. Uh, it looks you like go? everyone. It look yeah, it looks like everyone played a game, but also there was five drops, yeah. which is a bit rough. Well, sorry, six drops. Six. Yeah. Uh, but looking at it, that was won by Jake Face Costello, running Galactic Empire. Let me just pop this open. So we've he's, got in my, in... he's in my NCX team, I think. Is he? I think so. He might not be. It must though. be, a bit, might be, must be a bit disconcerting for him that you're not actually sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's in my uh, yeah he's in my uh, 
He's in my he's our, our Empire player in our, in, in the Mon Calamari Seafood Consortium. Yeah, well, I am now because I've just read a list and his name's on it. So he's definitely in my team. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, winning the event, 4-0 record, uh, the only undefeated player of the day. Uh, he was running Mornarchy in the Decimator with Ruthless, Death Troopers, Fifth Brother Gunner, Concussion Bombs, Delayed Fuses and the Dauntless title. Uh, the Battle of Yavin, uh, TIE Advanced Vader. Uh, the TIE Striker called Countdown with Lone Wolf and a Shield Upgrade. And a Bomber. And it doesn't actually tell me what the Bomber is. Unless... Uh, Tomax Bren. Is that a uh, quick build one at all? Uh, uh, yeah, it looks like the new, yeah, the new build. That would explain it. It's the um, yeah, mine's not showing it. Star, you need to click on the link for the Yasby bit to see it. But yeah, it's Tom Brown. Yeah, mine just uh, brought up a blank Rebel squad. Interesting. Oh, that's because you've clicked on the wrong bit. Doesn't matter. We know what it is now. So, um, Jake. <laughs> Jake beat Andrew Lippens, who we talked about last week. Um, who he came second, so this is the second event. Um, Andrew's got onto the final table as one of the undefeated kind of three and zero players, and was playing for the for the invite, and he's lost out. So bad luck to Andrew. I know he's um, he's trying to get an invite for Worlds. Um, so, um, but yeah, congratulations to Jake. Um, go teamy. Um, interesting. Andrew's squad was. Um, Heratani basically. So we had Hera, Bodica, um so Hera in an A Wing with Bodica in a Fang Fighter, Garvin in a T sixty five, Benthic two tubes with Perceptive Co pilot, and Hall Okand in a Y Wing. So we've got no Leia for cheeky stops, but uh, no Hawk for um easy points um for Kyle Katarn. Um trade them out for Hall Okand and some slightly better um backup ships. So, looks pretty good. A couple of decent squads. So now that I know that Rob is also looking at the lists, because he corrected me, uh, are there any lists <laughs> in here that are stand- standing out to you here? Uh, uh, generally, I'm I'm an Empire fan, um, and I do love me a, a Decimator, so I'm looking at uh, Net John in fifth. Let me just pop that open. Good old Oiken. All talk coming soon, right? Uh, I brought some Captain uh, Australian Captain Oikun uh, to uh, <laughs> Rams in 2019. Um, there's still a few floating around somewhere. I love that. Uh, I love that. There'll be so many people that don't understand that reference. Uh, it was spelled correctly. It. it was spelled correctly. <laughs> I had to uh, be careful who I was handing those out to. Do you have a sense of humour? Are you an adult? If, if the answer to either of these is no, then you can have this other card. There oh, was hilarious. a water floating around worlds, and it was strictly on people's phones. It wasn't printed for dead eye shot, and that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, if, oh. you, if you want to know about that, you'll have to speak to me individually because I can't, I can't say it over the internet. But it had nothing right. to do with John F. Kennedy. Uh, Stop it. <clears throat> <laughs> this is what happens when you put me in charge. Unorganised chaos. I'm regretting it already. 
You can take over any time you want, but until then, <laughs> this is all your fault. I mean, I'm just looking at that list. It's got um, it's got Oiken, it's got um, Death Troopers, so they're they're pretty much a staple. Um, it's got all sorts of cool stuff though, like a blade of plating on the on the Desi. Um, so Oiken's just going to smash in and like block people up and then start rinsing them. He's got Ruthless, so he can pass a bit of damage on. He's got um, <clears throat> the starter pack Darth Vader, so the one with ion missiles, afterburners, and hate. And then death fire um, with swift approach, proton bombs and nets, which is a bit rude if you know how to use them properly. Um, and then Feroff with not, interestingly enough, um, Palp, no Palp. He's got Captain Hark, um, which is after you execute a red maneuver, if you're not focused, you can spend a charge to get a focus token. So that's twice you can focus after slooping or stopping or whatever. Um, and then Ruthless and Tactical Scrambler. So some cheeky, quite punchy ships here, um, but just built around the core of that decimator, just smashing into people and then murdering them. Interesting cluster mines on the Desi as well. So if you do get behind him, he's going to just drop some big things on your head and laugh at you while you explode. I've not seen cluster mines in a hot minute. I've struggled to see the value in them. I mean, they used to be everywhere back in the day. They used to just come out of the back of Miranda and be dropped on top of your ace um, after she slammed in front of you and dropped them after she'd moved. Um, but it was, um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, with Oaken, he's trying to, you know, bump. So anyone trying to get over the top of you is going to eat a cluster mine, is, I think is the idea. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's more coverage than a um, one prox mine. And probably also cheaper. It's nice. I like it. Um, quick shout out for Cat Patrick, who finished in best Patrick, apparently, um, who finished in third with a scum list. Um, so I've seen some variants of this floating around online, but it's Dr. Afra, um, Fenrau, um, Dengar, and Bosk. So uh, Dr. Afra is in a YV triple six with um, a really neat combo of Lando Calrissian BT1 overtuned modulators. Um, and the child, so a ton of tokens and mods and things, so that on those first engagements, um, Afra can throw a stress at you with, and to trigger BT1, have three calculates to use for rerolls um, using Lando. Um, so you've got double mods plus the child's force um, for later on, so you can be taking locks so that you never have to have a, an unspent token, or you can reinforce and then spend it for a reroll later so that you don't end up strained. It's just really nice build. Um, then Fen with clan training, afterburners, and Beskar. So we can boost in, grab a lock, and then have a focus from clan training. Um, yeah. Really solid, punchy list. A list I want to kind of point out in this is uh, run by Crispy. Uh, it's a Separatist list that didn't finish in the bottom half, which is something we haven't seen in a few months. Mm-hmm. So he's got the two Flak Arfok prototypes from Siege of Coruscant. Uh, yep. DIST-81 from Siege of Coruscant. DIS-347 from Siege of Coruscant. So that's four tri-fighters we're looking at there. DFS-081, uh, which is equipped with energy shell charges, independent calcs, and grappling struts. That's a two-point vulture. And then the HMP gunship 
DGS 047 with Kraken and the repulsor, sta- repulsor lift stabilizers. I think this is the yep. first time I've seen a separatist list without a a living pilot. These are all actual droids. So I played against a version of this list to um, Isophane in NCX week before last. Um, except for he was using the other Flakar Fock prototypes from the extended list because NCX is extended. Um, and yeah, the the three tri fighters or the four tri fighters, sorry, hit really really hard, like really ridiculously hard. They just come in with banked calculates and take target locks um, on things, um, and then just do a do a hot murder. And they're all shooting at relatively high initiatives. Um, you've got two fives, um, and I think um, Daniel's list he had three fives, three i five ships. Um, then the vulture class droid is amazing at just holding objective, holding home objectives. Just for two points, you just grab a crate or sit next to something on a rock, um, and then you're just happy. You just sit there, and if something comes near you, you shoot it with an energy shell charge. Um, and the drunt, the, the I mean, the gunship is also really, really good. Like it is eventually going to give up its points, but it's only three points. Um, and the tri fighters can just live forever. I mean, they can do that thing like interceptors do, where they blank out and die. But um, it's an interesting. It's really interesting. Like, um, I'm just going to point out that this list was um, painted up um, as Pac-Man. So the gunship, the HMP, had a Pac-Man on the top of it, and the Vulture class was done up as a ghost, and the droids were done up as um, ghosts with like all different colours. So basically you had a little Pac-Man event going Is on around the board. Inky, Blinky, Pinky and Clyde? I think so. That sounds familiar. Sounds right. Yep, here for it. Finally, I've got some eighties knowledge that is relevant. <laughs> I got that reference. <laughs> I mean, you you were alive in the eighties, Rich. I'd expect you to. I was young though. Do you I remember any of the seventies? Uh, no, because I stopped. The seventies stopped happening when I was three. So you know, uh, but you, I'm not that you old. were alive for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had flares as well. It's all good. Oh, God. Big right. fan of disco. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move us along because Rich is clearly taking the mick and sticking on the one event for too long. It's not my fault <laughs> at all. And uh, this one, uh, was it the York Garrison? Yep. No, it wasn't. It was EH Gaming, which is the York Garrison or something to that effect, uh, which it was pretty much invaded, invaded by Steel City and Nomad Squadron and York Garrison. Uh, I know the event was run by Tom Candlin, who is one of my favourite people in X-Wing. Currently sporting a... I think it was a Ultimate Frisbee-related incident, so he's missing a front tooth. Bless you, Tom. Big fan of you. Uh, (laughs) And this is a disappointing result for me, because if we looked at who won the event... It was someone I was hoping to stop getting an invite next week. It's Tom Veal running first order. He's finally given up on Han, which is nice. Uh, so the, the listening question right now is called FO, but quiet. It's a whisper reference. So he's running Kylo in the whisper with Malice, Brilliant Evasion, Predator, 
Pattern Analyzer and the Jamming Suite, uh, Midnight with Pro-Tradition and Swarm Tactics, Malarus with Cluster Missiles, Whirlwind with Marksmanship, Pro-Tradition, Cluster Missiles, Advanced Optics, Jamming Suite, and then Wrath with Marksmanship, Predator, Ion Cannon, Pattern Analyzer, and an Enhanced Jamming Suite. This is like this... an unholy union of Crispy's Fun Police, Four Aces, and... Um, the one that Steve Bolton won his invite with, with the uh, whirlwind add to I six cluster missiles, like adding Wrath in instead of one of the other um, ships. It's interesting, isn't well, it? What are you going to say? In a well, I, I run Von Reg instead of Wrath. That's the, that's the mm. main difference. I mean, he's got a defensive Kylo as well. He's got no munitions on there, uh, so that's an interesting take. But if you're good at getting your balls, you don't really need munitions. I just like it to have the uh, Three dice, but shot with a concussion missile, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is always fun. But it's a very solid list, and it's got three whispers, so he's passing out orange tokens like there's no tomorrow. They'll, they'll all basically have three greens. They'll always be a jam ship, or you will have no green tokens when you shoot. It's quite violent. That's going to deal a lot of damage out as well. We've got double tap. We've got three double tapping ships as well. Mm-hmm. With Malarus, Whirlwind, and Wrath. Although I don't really know how to get Wrath's double tap off. I haven't really looked at it because I'd struggled. I think it's after you make a bullseye. I think it's after you make a bullseye attack, you can make a cannon attack. Or it might be right, the other okay. way around. Um, so so the, the, game, the list that he played in the final, the list he played against in the final was Kester. Um, and Kester's used what appears to be Greg Squire's England First Order list, um, which tells me who created Greg Squire's England First Order list, um, because it's all named up in that way, or he's just stolen it from there. Uh, but Kester's had Von Reg, Midnight, Malarus, Gallic, DT798, and Scorch. Um, so uh, basically five ties plus Von Reg. Um, so a little bit of a little bit of a cheeky FO off. They drew sixteen each. Um, on the final table, um, risked uh, somebody else jumping, uh, possibly. I'm not even sure what the uh, what round four looked like. Um, I don't. I think everybody had already lost by then. I think they were the only two undefeated players at that point. So um, whoever won that was going to go um, go on. Uh, but well, as they, they drew in it, sixteen sixteen, yeah, yeah. It's a and good then, result. Uh, yeah, so looking down, I think like five, maybe six, maybe even seven of the top eight had invites. Um, maybe six of them had invites apart from Tom and one other person. So um, Tom was the, he, he won the event, but also, you know, had he lost that game against Kester and come second, he'd have probably got the invite anyway. <laughs> so it was a, there was a certain, I can't lose it at this point. It's all good mentality going on there it's almost like they so. fixed it to make sure he gets one right <laughs> sounds legit are there any lists that stick out outside of the two first order ones that win it if we completely ignore resistance because nobody wants to hear about that anymore um it's worth pointing out the um that Jack, I fly four aces all the time. Johnson went to three and one, flying seven B Anakin, um, seven B Mace, uh, 
that's 12 points in two um, ships. Um, Obi-Wan in an Etta and uh, Click in a V-Wing. So he's basically got a six, a four with heightened perception, uh, a five and a and another four. Um, so a little bit of Click Locks going out early on a couple of his aces, um, probably the two seven Bs, and then send three Jedi out while Click kind of roams the backfield. Seems a bit seems a bit rude. But also making four aces work makes me vaguely happy because it's an archetype that a lot of people have said you can't play that anymore. It doesn't work. Um but he's getting, you know, three and one and he won his he won an invite at um Milan flying four I think F O Aces. So he's got an archetype he enjoys playing, he's sticking with it and he's doing well with it. So well done. If you use something that doesn't work for so long, it'll eventually it'll start to work. And he's got a lot of table time with the aces. I think I don't think I've been to an event that he's been at and him not run aces. Yeah, yeah, it's his jam. So he's definitely so, got, you know. Yeah. Well, well, we play the game to have fun, and he has fun with four aces. So why not? Why force yourself to fly something good in inverted commas um, when you can get better results flying something you enjoy? So. How about you, Rob? Is there any uh, Imperials? There is no Imperials. Yeah, one toward the bottom. Um, I'm just I'm having a little giggle about the Han Solos. It looked like they might have cannibalized themselves down the bottom of the, of the list. <laughs> I hope <laughs> so. Deserve to be. I think one made it out. And I'm clicking the list now and hoping I'm right. But yeah, it was Han Lando Wedge and Keo, which is obviously uh, it is Danathi's brainchild, isn't it? And he's still doing well with it. Yeah. Right, so uh, big big congrats to Tom Veal. Yeah. As much as it pains me to say, Tom, uh, I look forward to seeing you in in Chicago. He is he is coming. He always said that he was going to go to Worlds if he won an invite. He wasn't going to pay that amount of money to go last chance qualifier. So. Um. Yeah, he's going to be hopefully coming over with us. It makes me happy that you go in, Rich. <laughs> so now we're uh, going to move over to Leipzig, which is probably not how it's pronounced. For the Leipzig Open, which is in enough. Saxony. Leipzig. I mean, I've, all I know is that I've been to watch one of their football matches. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, that was one surprise, surprise by a hand list. And this looks very similar to what we're all aware of seeing at the moment, which is Dale Cromwell's list. So we've got Han Solo uh, with all of the stapled on gear, Chopper in the VCX with Saul Guerrero, Dorsal Turret and a Veteran Turret Gunner, Sabine Wren with Beskar Reinforced Plating, and then... A nameless fang fighter with clan training, it's... swarm tactics, and best gob. I'm guessing it's Bodica. A Fen. Uh, it's a Fen. Is it Fen? What is going yeah. on with my. They're, they're not showing this. up. They're not showing up properly on Longshanks because of the way they've loaded them in. All oh, um, right. I'm guessing Bodica's four points then, right? That's right, yeah. Can't wait to forget that, but next time I read a list of that in. <laughs> so you've got. Um, you've got Swarm Tactics on Fenrau, so he's swarming Chopper up to six. So you've got 
uh, Fenrau was shooting a um, probably double modded because of clan training um, shot. Then you've got Han double tapping, and then you've got Chopper with a double modded because you're going to take a lock straight out of the gate, and then you saw for your focus mod, um, and he can be shooting last um, at six. So all of those crits from Saw will go through. Um, because the shields will be gone because of Fen and Han. And then you've got Sabine as a um as a backstop with Beskar. Um it's a, it's a really filthy list. Like it just punches so hard at six. If you think you could joust this, you're probably wrong. Um because it's just rude. Like when you come to seeing a, a five dice attack coming your way, it's never good. But then you've also got to look into the fact that there'll be a few jam ships, so you're not going to be doing as much damage out. It'll probably be reinforced. It's just disgusting. But it's nice yeah, seeing a ghost on the table. I'm a big fan of that. And now if we move down into second place, we've got an Imperial Squadron, and it's a rendition of the Tide Bombers list I haven't seen in about two months. Uh, do you want to go through this one, Rob? Uh, this one I can't see. I'm look. I'm checking it on um List Fortress, so I, I it's just blank oh, for right, me. Okay. Second and oh, third right, are both okay. blank for me. Yeah. Okay, I'll run through it for you. Uh, so we've got Lieutenant Lurie with a targeting computer and crack shot. So he's in tie interceptor. Mini Mini Captain Echo. Jo- yeah. Yeah, Mini Echo. Uh, Captain Jonas with bomblet generator, barrage rockets, and saturation salvo. Major Rhymer with seismic charges, barrage rockets, delayed fuses, and saturation salvo. Tomax Bren with Bomblet Generator, Barrage Rockets, and Saturation Salvo. And then filling the last seven points of the list, we've got Rack with Death Troopers, Vader Crew, Agile Gunner, Electronic Baffle, Ruthless, and Dauntless. This is disgusting. This, the, I've, I've faced against this once, and it was absolutely awful. It was an experience. Like I managed to get the win, but it was like an experience where everything I had looked like it was going to pop instantly. Because when you pair Rack with the Vader, so you'll probably lose your focus soaking to avoid taking the damage. And then you've got three double modded bombers just hitting you. And it's technically triple modded because it mods your defense dice as well. There's not a lot that can survive past that. And uh, Larue is just up the corner, just taking um, uh, objectives, making three points back. Yeah. Yep. It's one of those where everything in there requires a lot more resource to get the right amount of points back. So if I want to kill three points in that, I've got to commit probably six or seven points but all of these can easily trade up because of their damage output. So it's a strong list, a very strong list, and I'm surprised. Oh, It's one of those. I don't really know the Imperial Rebel matchup in that, and I'm guessing they did face off in the final. So they faced off in the final. It was Salvage Mission. Um, it was 2011 to, to the Rebel list. So the, we haven't actually mentioned the name of the person who won the event, which was Yanis Fritsch. 
um, who's one of the German lads that comes over to the Sith Taker Open. I think he's been to the last two, maybe three. Um, I think he came to the post-COVID one. So was that two? Yeah, and he's booked in for the next one. Um, so I do like Yanis. Yanis um, saved my life fella. in Belgium. He <laughs> provided me with a lot of electrolytes when <laughs> I turned up guy. on the Sunday. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like... Yanis's list with all of that punching power, that forward punching power with all of those shots at I6, um, can erase those bombers like really efficiently. Um, it can, it's not beyond, like if Han puts three into each of them and does two to each, then Fen, and then, you know, he's, he's basically killing one and a half a turn or. He's putting all of those dice into the Desi, and even if it's reinforced, um, they're still sucking down an awful lot of pain. Um, but you know, with those chopper crits coming through, um, and I don't think it can outtrade. I don't think the Imperials can outtrade this because um, it just does so much front-loaded damage at initiatives higher than the Imperialist shoots at. Um, yeah. And and that imperialist struggles to do anything other than joust. It's a jousting list. Um, with it being um, salvage, I'm surprised because Yanis can pick up a crate with Savine, um, but there's more ships on the other side to just pick up crates and not run, but like take more kind of sketchy engagements rather than just blasting into it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, like it. obviously, you don't know how it's played out and what's happened with dice and crit chains and all that nonsense. But um, I mean, the the sheer front loaded jousting power of of the rebel list with those four shots at i six is is just crazy. Um, and I think that if you joust into it, if you're not ex- if if you don't know what it's going to do, it'll be a surprise, and the damage race is over before you've even got into the game. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. disagree. Uh, dishonorable mention to Enrico Cooper Eno, who didn't submit a list. <laughs> you, but it was scum, us. maybe. It was scum, yeah, which is why I hate him more. So I went and had a look down at the list in sixth place, which was flown by somebody called White Templar. Um, uh okay um and it's shown up as a separatist <laughs> shown up as a separatist list uh but when you click on it it's actually a han solo list so um this is a foible of long shanks is you can pick one faction on the drop down menu and then submit a list for whatever so um yeah anyway yeah tim submitted a scum list and it was most definitely republic for the store <laughs> champ cheeky cheeky um so what's yeah. the event that's next weekend by the way that you're talking about is it the um it's the team championship. Oh, is it? Oh, so when you were saying you were going to try and stop Tom from winning a, an invite next weekend, I was a bit confused. Oh, you no, got... it's not the team championship. It's not that one. It's the weekend after when I'm going up to Nottingham. Oh, I'm, I'm me. I am as well. Woo. Oh, maybe you can try and stop him. Well, it doesn't matter now. It's no. a dead quest, a dead venture. Pointless effort. You can try and, not, you can try and, and stop now. me and Tim. You can try and stop me and Tim from getting one. No, I owe it to Tim to help him win one. So, so you're going to try and stop me getting one? Fine. I'll do what I must. 
so again, big congrats to Yanis on that one. Look forward to seeing you. Um, I'll see you with the STO though. Uh, so now we're going to move over to the North American region, which is apparently just Mountain. Uh, the Century mm-hmm. Box Store Championship Part Two. Again, the Americans don't know how to count. <laughs> I'm just going to take random shots at everyone. I don't care if it makes sense or not. You're in charge uh, do, today. Do what you like. I am, yeah. So with this newfound power, I'm going to delegate this event readout to Rich because I can't make sense of it. All the lists are gone cool. and now I'm confused. Yeah, lists are hidden, so we can't talk through lists. It was won by Jean-Luc Leroux uh, and Paul Leroux came second. So those are names that a lot of us will recognise from... Uh, past times, they uh, Paul used to do a lot of um, alt arts and art that ended up on a lot of um, Cogatoo. We should have done this one last for the segue um, from the Cogatoo art um, template trays and things like that. Um, he was one of the kind of OG alt art producers of with original art. So um, yeah, well, so I think Jean Luc is his son. So um, he's won the event. He's got three wins, one draw. Um, and it appears that the draw was against his dad. So, um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, no, they did a final. They did a final. Do apologize. That was Swiss. And then they did a top four. Um, and then they played it out in the final. And uh, Jean Luc won. Um, I don't, oh, I'm confused now. So, right, hang on. I think so Paul is old. Yeah, so Paul Leroux's the older one. Um, he's uh, the, um, the 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 dad. And anyway, so Jean Luc got king of Swiss with a draw against his dad, and then they went into top four. I've got this all wrong because Jean Luc and Paul both won their top four, but in the final, Paul beat Jean Luc, so the dad won. But it's twenty nil on mission points. So uh, at assault at the satellite array. So I don't know how you get twenty nilled on assault. I'm pretty um, sure we told him if you try and win this, you're walking home. <laughs> I'm going to kick you out of the house. You have to sleep in the bin. <laughs> you can win an event, but you'll lose a life. Yeah. Or or maybe one of them already had an invite, and so they just passed it. Who knows? Maybe. Or they did a rogue so roll because it was stupid o'clock. On that, I'm going to move us along to the next event that we've got, which is the last one. But also, we've got someone who had first-hand experience of the event. They're mm. a man on the inside. So we're moving over to the return of the kit, a C4 X-Wing qualifier. I hope that's not bomb-related. Uh, which was over in Australia. So, Rob, you were at the event. Uh, I was at the event for about 20 minutes. I, I left. I was sick. I was sick all weekend. So I'm, oh, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up and just reminded me I wasted $300 on the weekend. <laughs> did Did you enjoy wasting the $300? <laughs> uh, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I've put my foot in that one again. <laughs> all good, all good. Uh, just trying to bring it up. Here we go. So like, it was yeah, it was won by um Logic Dump, which is Tim. It's uh he was the world's judge uh last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Um so he's been playing Imperials uh basically since X Men came out. 
Um, so it's nice to see him doing well. But uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I mean, I, I'm looking here, and it looks like everyone that I know is flying uh, their their regular kind of lists. Um, is that no Han? Oh no, second place Han. Okay, whoops. <laughs> but what we do have is Akta Khan down in seventh. Ooh. Running. Oh, we have to boo Akta Khan just so everyone is aware. Okay, let me try that again. Okay, and in seventh, we've got Akta Khan. <laughs> Mr. Q, Rich. Sorry, he's refusing to boom because he's running, assist, uh, running resistance. I mean, that, that just was, didn't uh, looks like the list I was going to. Oh no, he's got Lulu. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good list that one. Yeah, I copied uh, last week's guests uh, list basically. Um, I I kind of haven't played X Wing since 2019 Worlds. Um, so. Coming back, I'm I'm kind of trying to play a training rules list, which at the moment is resistance. Yeah, uh, right. That's a backhanded compliment for you, there, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like seriously, I've I've been playing in um, NCX, and I had first order, and then I got rid of first order for Republic, and I can't buy a win for love nor money. Um, but I've been playing in another team tournament with resistance, and I've been using four X and Zori, and I've. Over the course of seven rounds, I've got five wins, one draw, and one loss. Um, so, you know, it's it. it uh, I vibe with it, and I've been trying to find other things, but maybe I should just fly the thing that I know is actually good that I enjoy flying. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, turns out this this squad's good. Maybe I should have been using it all along. But um, yeah, um, I, I'm not sure about the Lulu version. Um, but only because I don't think I'm as good with Lulu as some other people are. Um, I think I prefer another T70 in that slot. But um, yeah, I keep looking for something fancy when there's these really nice, obvious, much better lists um, just sitting there staring me in the face that I used three months ago or four months ago and then haven't used since. Because um, I was like, yep, that's good. Move on, look for something else. Um, I mean, just looking down this, there's... Not a single scum and villainy list. There's a lot of Imperials, um, a lot of Rebels, a lot of Resistance, a um, little bit, bit of the other stuff as well. But um, is there no Republics? Yeah, no Republics. There's no Republic, no scum and no Separatists. Yeah. Australia seems to like Imperials. Like We used to love Aces. Um, you know, early, back in 1.0, nearly every match was a Sunti face-off. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's just just continuing on. It's the home of the ninety-three point list, and then the ninety-two point list, and then the eighty-nine point list. And yeah, I remember somebody going down to I think it was a bit of thirteen points when it went up to two hundred points. It's like I think some of the people from the UK um, were like going to one hundred and eighty-seven, like one hundred and eighty-five points, like literally a whole small ship. And they were just like, no, I'd rather t I'd rather have the bid to guarantee that I go second. And it was just like, it's one of the things I like about version 2.5 is that getting rid of the, the bid system. And I know it's caused problems in other places and like different issues with the game, but like auto losing because you randomly put a crack shot on one ship instead of just not putting it on and having a, a, a two point or a one point bigger bid is just, 
it was rough. Like I've seen so many games play out over 75 minutes where the one, one person was just like, I can't win. I've got three I6s and they've got three I6s and they're all moving after me. So <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to mooch about and die slowly. Um, yeah, looks good. Uh, so it was one by, did you say his name was Tim or Tom? Tim, 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 Tim. yeah. Tim. Cool. Well, he was the head judge at Worlds. Yeah, he was a yeah. homegrown um, head judge at Worlds last year, um, and it looks like he'll be going to Worlds again this year. But this time, I'll, I don't know if he's announced it yet, but uh, I'm guessing as a player now that he has an invite. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy. I'd be happy. Um, I just want to point out, um, I've seen something on the internet, and I think this is hilarious. I just want to read it out now because we're talking about events. Um, it was something about um, rules at a game, and it said, uh, oh, I've lost it now. I had it, and I've clicked on the wrong thing. Oh, there it is. So it says dice from the rules package of the Montreal World's Qualifier. So um, Brendan Osmond Damon put us this. From the rules package at the Montreal World's Qualifier, number five, dice. Third-party dice are not allowed. Official AMG FFG dice only. Fine. Second bullet, don't blame the dice. They are innocent in all of this. Third bullet, they giveth and taketh away randomly. Fourth bullet, if you are angry at your dice, you can bring another set and put away the ones that you don't like. Fifth bullet, please do not throw them. So it's nice that they've put that in the World's Qualifier Rules Pack. That needs one of those, uh, because of me, they have a rule memes. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I went round the Sith Taker Open two years ago at the end and like um just walked the floor after most people had left on the uh on the Sunday. Oh no, sorry, on the Saturday night. I just walked around and I picked up about half a dozen green dice from various corners of the room um and just shoved them in our spares box for new players. And I was just like, Yep. <laughs> you know that's all happening. the green dice with blanks on. Yeah, I know. You hear them rattling those you hear them flying across the room. <laughs> I was once in uh, in Liverpool for a Pokemon tournament. And there's a few cards in there that require coin flips, but people use dice instead. And we were playing a few practice games. And this, like the guy I was playing with, I think he must have rolled, I think it was like seven ones in a row and a single die. Uh, that got launched out the window. <laughs> And every subsequent one, subsequent one afterwards, also followed the previous die. You could have filled a dice bag with the amount that went out the window. It was very angry, and especially when you look at it the other side of the the coin. That I was also using cards that did this, and I was getting uh, heads every time, effectively. So I was rolling evens. He was rolling odds. It was a good feeling for me, not my opponent. So yeah, that's that's a roundup on those. Again, big congratulations to Tim. So now, also a different type of segue, but I'm guessing these guys had some great prize support anyway, which is the reason why we've got Rob on. Please tell us more about what you're trying to do over over in Australia, and you're clearly spreading the joy across the pond as well because we've been a, a gracious recipient of those cards. So how are you getting on with that? So what's the thought process? Um, so I've been making weird and wonderful prizes for X-Wing for a while. Um, mainly just 
we, we kind of get half the price support the rest of the world does. Well, I shouldn't say the rest of the world. Europe, the UK, and America um, get. Um, so we, we kind of got to be a bit uh, creative down here sometimes. Um, but some of, this is something I've been trying to work on for a while, uh, but just trying to get enough art to make it interesting has been difficult um, with, with a budget. Yeah. yeah. So the the invention of AI has made this I, I don't say easy, but yeah, so I have generated about fifty thousand arts and I've used a hundred and twenty of them. So yeah, I don't want to say easy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, so I'm yeah, I'm making um booster packs. Um I mean the end game here would be for AMG to see them and start releasing their own. Um but uh yeah, just something different. Um because at, at the start of this year, it looked like we weren't getting any store champs. So, obviously, you know, we're trying to build, rebuild the scene down here. Um, so, it was just an attempt to, you know, spice up the prize pool. That's fair enough. I mean, like, we've been speaking about some of these prizes that you've been doing. Even got myself, in quotation marks there, uh, featured on a an upcoming midnight card, which I'm really proud of considering having absolutely zero skill or actual input on that. Uh, you've done all the hard work, but the level of the, the cards coming out, uh, like I ran a store champ at board in Brum, which is my local uh, a few weeks ago. And when I received the cards, I didn't realize they were all going to be in actual boosters. So, when I opened the box, I looked at them and I got the, this small like endorphin rush of when I've got, I used to play like Pokemon and everything and start opening blister packs. And I just sat down and I just started opening them and the serotonin was in full flow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, yeah. Um, so originally uh, I wanted booster packs, but the, the price just made it in like, it doubles the price of the pack to have, have the booster packs. Um, I was really like, just for Australia, I was just going to try and sleeve them. Um, you know, and then you can pack them away and do it again next time. Um, but once, once I, I kind of opened up orders to see if people overseas were interested, I got a big enough, uh, pre-order that I was, I was happy to order some with booster packs. Um, and yeah, it, I played Magic when I was younger. I played, uh, you know, Pokemon and collected dinosaur cards and stuff as a kid. Um, and, you know, just opening those random packs, um, you know, the, the game companies know what, what they're doing to, to uh, your brain when you're opening one of those packs. 100%. And now that you've said dinosaur cards, I'm now going to start looking for a collectible set. <laughs> I was thinking just the other day. I'm like, oh, what happened to my 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 set? Probably sitting in my mum's uh, cupboard somewhere. That's the thing, like with collectible stuff like that, especially with the uh, like the football stickers and stuff. You get the albums. Like as a kid, you were lucky if you, your parents bought you a pack. But I think a few years ago, I sat at work and one of the folders came out like one of the magazines and I was like, this is something I've always wanted to do, but now I've got adult money. So I walked straight over to the spa. I think I bought a hundred packs. I just opened them on my lunch. I did actually complete that, that album as well. It wasn't a financial 
financially responsible decision, but I made it and I, I do regret it, but I also don't. Yeah, so I just yeah, just trying to bring a little bit of that uh you know that magic to uh to, to X Wing. Um it's again it's something it's something different. Uh the 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 price pool for X Wing is a little limited um with what, what you can do and not like everyone's got tokens, everyone's got alt arts, everyone's got um everyone's got everything at this point after, you know, ten years of what is it, eleven, twelve years of X Wing now? Um you know, everyone's got everything. So okay, it's it's difficult. It is, yeah. But I mean, I think from what you've shown me, you're finding new ways to kind of put your stamp on it. I mean, we've also started to see some of your artwork pop up on the Cogatoo website now. Uh, yeah, they... Um, so originally, one of our locals wanted some of the art I was doing for himself, and I think once he got it printed through Cogatoo, it would be really good to, to us down here in, in Australia, actually. Um one of our locals has been using them for a while. Um, so he, he wanted some custom stuff done for an event we've got coming up in November. And uh, I think once they saw it, they, they were like, uh, can we make more of these, please? Was that Jeff? That was Jeff, correct, yep. Jeff sends me pictures of all the things that he's getting made by Cogatoo and all the art that he's going to get on stuff on a regular basis because we started chatting about price support when he got the Anakin Skywalker stuff done couple of years ago um and we stole that for top eight four. maybe top four for the um for one of the sith taker opens um and we had to get his special permission to for cogatoo to print them but we've got the advantage that cogatoo are close to us they've just moved a little bit further away but they used to be literally i drove past their house on the way to our local game store when i was going from from mine so um yeah cogatoo are great i mean i was just reflecting on what you were saying there about the um like the challenge with price support and it, it like it is real and we kind of talked about it a little bit before but like the players who regularly make cut at events don't want the kind of price support that you put up as for people who make cut at events because they've already got it right so um I had a genuine happy feeling in my tummy when I went to the UK Games Expo and I saw a fan who'd won the last Sith Taker Open using the prize support that we'd given him because I know he's got world's templates, right? And I know he's got like tons of official templates, but he was actually using the ones that we gave him. And I was like, oh, that's cool that you're using them. I was like, oh, yeah. I figured since it was coming to the UK, I'd use them, you know, and they're new and, and they're really nice. So, you know, I was like, oh, right, cool. It's nice to see. Um, but I always get the feeling that when you're, you know, saying the top two players will win a template tray and template sets to commemorate their victory sort of thing. And if you're thinking it's just going in the drawer, isn't it? Along with your other template sets. And, you know, you're giving people target locks and focus tokens and things. And some people might use them. Some people have got their favorites. But um, this year we've just ordered a massive wedge of stuff from from COG for the um, for for February's event. Um, but we've gone for like, We've tried to do like some game components for people, but for people that make cut, like the top 16, we're doing key rings that just say, I made cut at the Sith Taker Open 2023 or 2024. Um, I hope I've got them ordered to say 2024 so they've got the right date on them. Um, because not people have one. said to us, <laughs> people have said to us in the past, you know, they'd just appreciate something that's like a memento um, of making cut that they can see all the time but what we're getting for top four is you know the ultimate guard a5 ring binder a5 card sleeve things 
that we all use to keep, well, a lot of us use to keep our X-Wing cards in. Um, yeah. We're getting some of them printed off as well because I was looking at the um, the one I won at the Hyperspace Trials with the Millennium Falcon on it. Um, and I thought to myself, every time I see that, when I pull out my X-Wing kit and like repack a list or put cards away or whatever, I have a, a little memory of, oh, yeah, I won this that one time. Um, so why do you don't use it when you're playing games? It's in your stuff with all of your cards and stuff in it, so you see it. And it, uh, So we've we've got them for top four. But, I mean, other than that, it's really hard to try and like find things the, the the thing is trying to balance that oh but you know all the good players who always make cut i've got all this stuff with but that one guy who makes cut that one time who hasn't made it before might really want that templates tokens whatever they might not have them sort of thing so it's trying to strike a balance and it's been it's been rough but um one thing we have done is rather than doing lego sets for best in bracket we've done template trays for all the best in brackets so we're going to do there's going to be six i think because we're going to do it based on number of losses um rather than number of wins because draws suck and i hate them um so um there's going to be six people so there's going to be somebody who goes 0 and 5 but not the wooden spoon winner the person who's the best 0 and 5 um on the rankings who's played all the games will win like a template tray um and it'll be the same one as the person who's king of swiss and goes five and oh um and wins it so there's not going to be anything on it to say you know best of the worst bracket or whatever it's just going to be you know so there's going to be a bunch of them and like trying to spread that kind of valuable stuff down into the into the event um so that it's not like only there for the people who have got a chance of going you know four and one or five and oh and because i don't like feels a bit too elitist like kind of saying thanks everybody you've all paid the same but only 20 people are actually going to get access to the majority of the prize fund we've spread it as deep as we can but um that's kind I of like a, the idea. a thing we've done at onyx squadron um kind of since our our birth was uh ffg amg look after the you know the top half of the, the players so we've always tried to look after the bottom half um, most of the prize support I hand out at one of our events is, is you know, to the bottom half of the table. Uh, we, we make um, championship rings for the people, like whoever comes first. Um, so everyone's fighting for a, a championship ring, but those that just turn up for a casual event are walking away normally with more than the people who were, you know, trying really hard to, to go for that championship ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've got a thing. Um, we do bounties as well. So... Like, if you do stuff that probably means that you're going to lose the game, um, you can do it on purpose, but you get to pick stuff off a table that's full of relatively high value, either game components or all dark cards or, or, or other things, um, with a, a sizable prize for the person who get, collects the most bounties. So it's like stuff like crashing into rocks and things. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, like, I totally agree with you. Like, FFG did a really really good job of producing really desirable high value like you know it ended up being punch but it was like all the tokens and the templates and the trays and the dice and all of that kind of stuff but there were players who were like yeah i might get the the top 32 or the top 16 card or maybe some templates or you know range rulers or whatever at some point uh, but the majority of players kind of went away with a single card if they were lucky sort of thing 
Um, so yeah, pushing pushing price support through the rest of the event. It also means that people want to come to your event because they know that they're getting value for money, you know, rather than just funding that one guy over there and having a cool lightsaber to stick on his wall for the rest of his life sort of thing, um, which is kind of what it feels like sometimes when you're at the big events. Um, cool. I did want that lightsaber. You should have played harder then. I should have. I will mention, though, I know you say it's a difficult balance to strike regarding the template trays and stuff, but I think the second Sith Taker Open I attended, which I believe was 2021, I made top four, and I got a template tray for that, and I was absolutely buzzing because I'd never won a template tray for anything. Yeah, that's the thing that, like you need to still have desirable stuff at the top end for if somebody who doesn't have loads of it wins it. Um, but you need to balance that with not putting enough further down into the event, if that makes sense. I was, I was sad I didn't get a template tray for coming top four the year after. And the year after that, I really like template trays. You already had one, equally. so <laughs> you don't to. even use it. I'm actually transferring all my stuff over to it. So the next big <laughs> event I go to, it will be Sith Takers. In, in Nottingham in two weeks, right? Yes. Oh, it will oh, be done for then. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I've got so much organising to do now. The pressure's on. And I won't do it until the <laughs> night before. Uh. Rich, Rob, how can how can people get a hold of you there. to get? Well, I was just going to say, Rob, how can people get a hold of you if they want to buy some of your um your booster packs of your your cards? So, wave wave one of the booster packs. Uh, they're effectively sold out. I think I've got fifty packs. I ordered two thousand. I got fifty left. Wow. Um, but wave two is at the proofreading stage. Um, I've got this week off work, so um, after I've cleaned out the garage, I'll be <laughs> sitting down in a doing some proofreading. Um, I might be drinking while I do it, so I will need volunteers to uh, proofread my proofreads. But uh, yeah, Wave 2, hopefully, I'm looking to have it done, uh, let's say, early next year. Like, in my hands, early next year. Um, so yeah, anyone can reach me at Omic Squadrons. You can find us on Facebook, and um, I'm one of the two people that post, so you'll find me pretty quick. Uh, but I, I will be putting up uh, posts around the place for, for expressions of interest for, for Wave 2. Um, I'll be working, hopefully, with a different uh, supplier this time. I was trying to make it so that I could get them to do the distribution for me. But uh, unfortunately, the, the costs are going to be... Uh, it, it, if, I just, uh, if I order 2000 and get them all sent to me... Um, the production costs are about $4.50 a pack. Um, but if I break them up, you know, 500 to Europe, 500 here, 500 to America, it's about $6.50 a pack, um, which is a big difference. So uh, unfortunately, yeah, it just means um, I'll have to be the, the go-to man again and, and my local post office will, uh, will be busy. There you go. You're creating work. You're creating jobs. You're good for the economy. That's the adult answer, isn't it, Rich? Yeah, exactly. 
I can decide. Have you got any uh, new stuff coming out as well? These are so, well, trying to find boosters. <laughs> I've been, I've been um, the wave two is kind of taking up all my spare time at the moment. Um, I mean, I've just had some some dice bags made um, uh, for for our uh, what have we got Onyxmas. So every every year we do Onyx Christmas, Onyxmas, um, and that that's kind of our big event for the year. Um, so I've had some dice bags made for that because I couldn't think of something I haven't given away before, you know, like templates, um, trays, like everything's been done a thousand times before. So I'm hoping I got kind of looking around trying to see what people don't have, um, that I can make prizes for. And dice bags was kind of the last thing I can think of that people don't have a million of yet. I do love a good dice bag. That's because I've got a thing for dice. So anything to put more dice in is is something I'm always happy to see. So, yeah, uh, I definitely recommend everyone going over and checking it because some of the artwork that's being produced is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we do I have a couple of free things hanging up on our um, on our Facebook as well. There's a big there's a, a mat I've put out for free, uh, a bag design for free. Um, I, I'd recommend getting printed print inked gaming, um, especially if you're in Australia. But uh, I don't know what the best printer is in, in the UK. I don't think we do, to be honest. It's something we need to look into. I know Rich has probably got a little more experience. For cardstock printing? No, no, it's like uh, uh, Playmats. Oh, Playmats. Uh, Patriot. Patriot there you Games go. in Sheffield is reasonable. But they're not cheap, but they're reasonable. Uh, unfortunately, uh, nothing custom is cheap. Yeah, so I think we looked at it for price support for top four, and it was just a little bit over what we were budgeting for it. Um, but I think the mats come in at about £45 for a custom print, but he'll do them for cheaper um, if you're doing multiples, obviously, because he just has to do the design work once. But like we were just going to get a logo printed on a black star field, basically. Um, and he was like, yeah, but it's still a custom mat. And you know, because we still have to print the Starfield on it for you. And it's like, right, okay. Yeah, I think the ink, <laughs> the ink cost is you know negligible. It's the the labour cost that, that kind of makes it prohibitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, we we spoke to we spoke to him at um, the UK Games Expo because um, he prints off you know tons of custom mats for like Blood Bowl leagues and you know um, different play mats for different card games and all kinds of stuff. Um, like if you want something done custom, you can design it yourself on his website, um, you know, upload everything and then just send it to him and he'll print it off for you. But yeah, the costs are, it, it's like, it's not prohibitive. Like if you wanted a one-off custom play mat made, it's like for the winner of your event, it's, it's workable. If you just wanted one for yourself, then, you know, it works. If you want to pay a bit more, cause the, the good FFG ones, you can't get them anymore cause they're all out of stock. Um, but yeah, um, I think it was I think it was forty five, maybe fifty quid for a single playmat. Yeah, that that yeah. So for for us in Australia, it was a uh, hundred and twenty is for a single. Um, I, I don't know what that is. One hundred twenty Australian dollars. That's uh, we're, we're about double you guys. So that's about you know fifty sixty pounds. Um, but I, I got if I ordered five, I got it down to one hundred and five ish Australian yeah. dollars each. So I mean, yeah, always if if you can do a bulk order. Yeah, the playmats that you guys got um, going on look really good. And that's the thing, like I was chatting to Louis Leong about this kind of stuff and he 
I think we were trying to get a challenge coin made for the open, and I think we just realized that we could get different stuff that would be more reusable for people. Um, and we opted against it this time around. But um, he kind of said, you know, they cost, I can't remember what he said the cost was, but it's like £75 for the first coin. But everyone after that costs 50p or like a pound or something because it's all in the design and creating the die for the coin to be made and all that kind of stuff. But then once you've actually got that one made, they're just knocking them out. So, you know, if you're getting a, a thousand done like he was, they're down to, you know, like a couple of pounds a coin. Um, but if you're getting a hundred done, then they're still kind of five, six pounds a coin because you've not got that kind of, you're not tipped that balance yet. Um, so, I mean, it's good. Like it, but you need to you need to do these things in bulk. And if you know you're getting a thousand packs of cards, then bulk is bulk is working. Um, and I mean the quality of the product also helps as well, which you know you've got. Louis's got. Um, it is great. Like you've mentioned, that price support, official price support at the minute is a bit lacking. Like the store champ kits are being a bit weak. Um, the big world's qualifier events are, are giving out good stuff, but it's very concentrated at the top end. Um, but you know. People like yourself, Louis, um, others in the X-Wing community um, who I can't think of right now, but I'm sure there are and I don't want them to be mad at me, um, are doing a great job of kind of shoring up um, kind of store kits and game night kits and that kind of stuff with stuff that isn't just another old art of a generic that you can't use in the game at the minute. Uh, Louis has reached out to me, so um, watch out for that. Oh, fantastic. Um, that's that, that, that a Sorry, go on, man. Go on. Oh, yeah, the only issue I have at the moment with AMG um, is just I feel like the they haven't quite understood what X-wing players want in price support. Yeah. Like um, the the store champ, like I'm so glad the store champ kits are out and they 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 made some they're, they're okay, but uh, for for a lot of us, um, it's not worth traveling three to four hours for what's inside. Um, so it's the only thing I kind of got annoyed about with with those kits. Um, I think part of the reason was because they got them printed in four different languages as well. Yeah. Again, again, economies of scale. So like you know they're trying to keep the kits as cheap as possible. Um, but I not uh, having a, a, a an official kit with three quarters of it isn't usable. Is uh, I feel like it's a waste. Yeah, I mean I've got I've got a pack of. French cards, a pack of German cards, and a pack of Spanish cards in a backpack that I need to send to people in other countries. And I haven't got around to it yet because, like, other than handling handing them out to people um, as alt art prizes for you know the the rarer stuff to say, well, here you can have it. It's in a foreign language, but it doesn't matter. You can still use it. Um, yeah. It's a pain trying to find a good place to centralize that stuff to. So, hey, I've got a podcast. Hey, if anybody wants one of those packs of cards, drop me a message on Discord. <laughs> I'll see if I can remember to send it. So I know Chris Allen did that for um, the United States. That They've got a, a central point where they're sending all the non-English cards to and getting distributed. But I think he's overwhelmed with the amount of stuff he got sent. Yeah. I don't think there's as many people want the card packs as want the invite that isn't coming with them. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, so that, that was that's kind of the the reason why people are, are traveling three to four hours, but it's it's not guaranteed either. Um, which is 
problematic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You know, it's, the, it's the first run. Um, and like, it looks like, you know, I mean, everyone seems to have loved the, like, I'm glad competitive X-Wing's back. Um, and, um, yeah, as long as the community are chucking in a little bit extra into, into these events, which, you know, we've always done, um, then I think people are going to get back into the role of playing and everyone will have fun again. Cool. <laughs> Liam's struggling to breathe, so he's asked me to take over in the in the land of, I think we're about to start wrapping up land anyway. Yeah. Liam, okay. are you still alive? Barely. Barely. Right. Know, my, my chest got really tight. I don't know why. You're having a panic attack. There is nothing to panic about. It's having a stroke. The, the impending fear of waking up tomorrow morning. The horrors <laughs> persist, and sadly, so do I. Oh, you're very good at stealing things off the internet and saying them like you thought of them, though. Everyone knows I didn't think of them. I'd get a headache <laughs> otherwise. I do the remember, though. Well done, you. Right. Um, I suppose like we've rattled, we've rattled on about um, price support and all this kind of stuff. So, um, just to just to recap, if you want to reach out to um, Rob about some of the Onyx Squadron stuff, um, kind of the the alt arts, the mats, the other stuff, you can reach out to Onyx Squadron on Facebook. Um, if you have a look at the Koga Two store, um, so they're at koga dot com or dot co dot uk. Um, well, if you Google COG02, you'll, that, they'll come up. Um, then you can buy stuff from there as well. Um, Nick Farcast has also mentioned that you can go to the COG02 store to buy their Farcast merch. Um, so I'm not sure if it's just on their Etsy store or if it's on their website as well. But um, you can also email um, COG to do orders. So um, there's a whole bunch of stuff, products that they do that aren't available on the website and Etsy. Like, I think the line that they use at the moment is we can print anything on anything. Um, so, you know, if you want something making with something printed on it, you just message them and say, can you print this on that? And they'll tell you um, whether they can do it or not. And the answer so far for me has always been yes. Um, occasionally it's, we'll just buy one and do a test print. And then a week later they say yes, <laughs> rather than immediate. But yeah, um, so cool um right, rob have you got any kind of shout outs or anything else that you wanted to any, plug uh yeah we've just got onyxmas coming up um 11th of november in uh i want to say springwood it's not springwood uh but it's around the blue mountains in sydney so if uh we've got 48 tickets available and we sold 30 something at the moment so we've still got a couple more spots but we are, yeah we will be giving away definitely giving away some uh, worlds invites on that Nice. Nice. So I like how you say some world's invites. <laughs> Multiples. Uh, Liam, are you, if you're alive, if you get any shout-outs you want to do, or do you want me to just do Board and Brum for you? Uh, shout-out to Board and Brum. Go uh, shout-out to Tim for the Squadrons event upcoming, which I'm really looking mm. forward to. Uh, hopefully I can defend my title with pride. Uh, who's, on, who's on your team for next week? Uh, Adam, who is uh -huh. also a returning teammate, and we've got Toby Harris now. Uh, we've, we've upgraded from Oliver Pocknell. <laughs> who's he? I don't know. I lost his number. <laughs> that's how. That's how good. 
So I think there's 10 teams now signed up for it. So that's going to be 30 people in board and Brum playing Team X-Wing next weekend. So um, sadly, I can't make it because of um, family reasons. But um, You should sell your family. <laughs> I do quite like them. That's the problem. I know, but you <laughs> quite like them isn't the same as love, which means you won't miss them that for that long. I know a guy. You know a guy who'd like to buy a 10-year-old who's obsessed with Fortnite and a girl who just likes to watch True and the Magic Wishing Tree or something um, and talk about makeup. Okay, that's a niche market. I probably don't know a guy. Yeah, it's a bit It's a bit harder. It's a bit harder. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, cool. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about the outcome of the um, the team championship next week. We might even get on some of the players from the, the victorious team. Um, it might be Liam and Adam uh, and uh, Toby. It might not be. It might be somebody else. We'll see what happens. Um, no, not. Is Tim playing or is he running? Is Tim listening? You jump on and say, I'm playing. Oh, he's not listening. Stand-in judges are the best teammates, as Johnny Hall can attest, because he took his um, took his three-player team at the uh, day two of the Sistaker Open last year to uh, to the final tables um, by just kind of going, oh, I've got nothing with me. I guess I'll just quickly make a, a list. All right, here we go. Um, so stand-in judges for the win. Um, yeah, we were going to talk about XTC. Um, it's just started, is the long and the short of it at the moment. Um, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more in, in kind of coming uh, coming weeks. So um, I can't remember how many teams are in. It's just like 24, 25 or something like that. Um, it might be 24 teams. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's not as big as it, as it once was, but we chatted about it before. Um, so uh, I've had a pairings as a non-playing captain i've done some pairings for team ireland so my team are now off arranging their five six hour time difference with the uh, with the guys in colombia um for round one um so shout out to all of the xtc players good luck with your games unless you're playing ireland in which case i hope you lose um standard i started arranging a game with an opponent thinking it was xtc only for me to get another random message from someone else and then tell me it's XTC. And that's <laughs> then you... when I realised I should really pay more attention to things in life. So you are you uh, the Pirates this year? I am the Pirates. Is Funlock still your captain? He's my co-captain. Oh, are you? Are you? He's your co-captain. Yeah, Fair I enough. told him we're joint captains. <laughs> I didn't know if and he was let going him off do to all the other your... work. So he's doing all the hard work of being captain and you're just having the title of co-captain, right? Correct. <laughs> Why work uh, hard? <laughs> that's the uh, <laughs> that's the best way to do it, eh? Um, so <laughs> I, th- I thought Funwell had gone off to Germany um, to, to be part of Team Germany, but obviously not. Um, I'm not paying as much attention, I suspect, as in previous years. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk more about XTC um over the coming weeks and as things start to happen. I know um Ollie Pocknell, Connor and you Liam have started doing or have done at least one episode of the Spicy Podcast where they're gonna basically talk about what's going on in XTC. I don't know if you're gonna plan on doing further ones, but um Yeah, we'll be doing more. Um uh, Ollie just tells me I can't say a lot of the stuff I want to say. 
So it's supposed to be in the podcast. But it's supposed to be like a space where you can just say whatever you want, isn't it? And yeah, like so when you say takes. spicy podcasts, like it's three out of five spicy. He won't let me do five points of spice. Oh, so it's, it's like it's like Nando's medium heat, not a chicken biryani. No, biryani's have no heat in them at all. Not a chicken vindaloo. It's Tabasco, not ghost chili. Oh, fair enough. I look forward to the episode where uh, you talk about Australians crushing England. England uh, sucks. I hope that happens. I'll enjoy that. That didn't take I mean, me. We're not talking about rugby today because I'm sad. Um, oh, so was there rugby today? Not today. There was rugby over the weekend. I'm not talking Who about Who won? It. Doesn't matter. Was it Ireland? Did Ireland win? No, the All Blacks beat Ireland. Thanks, On Ireland Liam. rubbish though. Nope. But you're not in the you're not in the finals, are you? We're not in the semi finals either, no, but we're not rubbish. We're just not as good not as, as good the as flipping else. all blacks. Not as good as the flipping all blacks. Well, Australia won't want to discuss it. To be honest, sport is just weird at the moment, so um let's just let's just leave it at that, because this is not a sports podcast. Um nobody wants to hear my opinions on sports podcasts. Right. Um, cool. Uh, I I'm gonna um, just shout out my opponents in NCX. I've been having a miserable time, but I'm glad you've all been having fun trouncing me. So um, I'm not gonna name you all individually <laughs> because there's too many. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting through the XTC um, and getting through um, a bit of pairing fun with some of the captains. It's always nice to spend half an hour just chatting to somebody um, while doing that. So. Um, yeah, it's gonna be good. All right. Um cool. Well I think that's us for today then. Um unless anybody's got anything desperate that they've suddenly popped into their head and they're like, Oh, I must talk about that. Anything? No. no. Awesome. All right. Well in that case we'll say goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. Uh goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Uh goodbye from me. And uh, speak to you all soon. Bye bye. Hello there and welcome to this episode. This oh my god. <laughs> Hello there just and welcome it. to Just this write episode. it down. Oh my god. Just write it down, Liam. Go, go I try can't. again. I'm try, again. An try again. <laughs>